And here we are on a Friday on the Pure Opelka podcast. Yes, it is the 16th of February. Tomorrow, we'll do a live radio show from Philadelphia, 7 to 10 p.m. on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You should tune in. You should listen. You should join me. Live from 7 to 10 Eastern. And you can hear it on the Odyssey app or you can tune in locally at 1210 a.m. A lot to talk about. I, I was expecting a lot of things to happen today. But since there's been a change in the uh, Fulton County Courthouse and Fonnie Willis will not be testifying, I guess we're going to have a little more time. As a matter of fact, she's not only not testifying, she's spending the, uh, the time she has, the free time she has, making phone calls to people like me who make fun of her. Here's the message I got this morning. Mr. Opelka, since I have the morning off, I'm making phone calls. What is wrong with you? Why do you have a problem with me? Seriously, sir, all of this happened on personal time. You can't let a sister get her swerve on. Me and Mr. Wade were not hooking up inside the courtroom. It's 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 not like we were making gay porn videos in a Senate hearing room. Mm. And one more thing. I pray you end up in my court one day. And if you do, bring a toothbrush because you are not leaving. Ooh, ooh getting tough. Of course, that's not uh, Fanny Willis or Fonny Willis or any Willis. It is a little bit of AI magic, which tells you just how crazy good this stuff has gotten. Yeah, yesterday was amazing. I spent about five hours total watching and listening to all of it, starting with uh, Wade, Mr. Wade, Fonny's man, and uh, how he was talking about she paid him in cash, a lot of cash, every time he paid for trips that they took, which, by the way, Five vacations in six months? I haven't had five vacations in the last six years. Who's running that office? But Mr. Wade was asked about all that cash. You don't have a single solitary deposit slip to corroborate or support any of your allegations that you were paid by Mrs. Willis in cash, do you? No, sir. Not a single solitary one? Not a one. And I wonder if the IRS will do anything about this. Probably not because they're Democrats. But normally, if you hear about a lot of cash being exchanged between people like this, and we're talking a lot of cash over the couple of years, uh, there may be something hinky going on there. Just saying. And uh, Mr. Wade was also asked by another one of the attorneys about taking Fonnie Willis to a cabin. A cabin, I guess, in Tennessee. And he had to think about it for a little bit of time. Like 20 seconds, he sat there in the courtroom thinking about it. Did you go to a cabin with Miss Willis ever? Ever? Ever. He's thinking hard. It looks like he's starting to sweat a little bit. Looking around, looking down. It's not a tough question. Well? No. No, no, never. Was that really that hard? Did it require 20 seconds of silence? Uh, this guy's career is toast. That's what I'm predicting. But will Fanny Willis's career be toast? I don't know. She was very combative. The left seems to like her. But MSNBC... 
seem to have a problem with yesterday, especially in the early portions of her testimony. This is epic. This is monumental. If things are going in the direction we think uh, Fonnie Willis lied to the court, it's game over for her. She will be disqualified. Yeah, game over, basically. And if she's disqualified, what's going to do to the timeline on the trial? I think it will put it at risk, but Georgia resident and brilliant guy Hans von Spakovsky from Heritage says, no, nah, they'll figure something out, which they probably will. Probably. But to say Fonnie Willis was hostile or contentious would, would be an understatement. I'm just going to go through a couple of her, her little comments. You're confused. You think I'm on trial. These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. I'm not on trial, no matter how hard you try to put me on trial. Hmm. A, a little strong, maybe. It, it got stronger. Very much want to be here, so I'm not a hostile witness. I very much want to be not here. Not so much that you're hostile, Miss Willis. It'd be an adverse witness. Your interests are opposed to Miss Merchants. Thank Ms. Merchants' interests are, are contradictory. Contrary to democracy, Your Honor, not to mine. Oh, contrary to democracy, are they? There was a little back and forth between Willis and the judge. Uh, the judge eventually had to stop everything and take a five-minute break because Willis was also going after some of the other attorneys. That is correct. And I think in one of your motions, you tried to implicate and slept with him at that conference, which I find to be extremely offensive. You started dating shortly thereafter, correct? That's a lie. That's one of your lies. You've been intrusive into people's personal lives you're confused no 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 this is the truth judge and this it, it, it is a lie it we're is gonna, a lie right. Ms. Will? You mr sena thank you we're going to take five minutes i think we're going to take five minutes and when everybody assembled back in the courtroom the judge tried to put up some fences around the behavior tried to lay down some rules do you think it worked we all know what professionalism looks like what decorum looks like and devoting ourselves to the rule of law and proper advocacy. I would urge everyone to keep those principles in the mind, starting with the fact that we won't talk over each other. Yeah. Yeah, like that's going to happen. Well, they wrapped everything up around 5.15, 5.20 yesterday afternoon, East Coast time, and then we were told that Willis would be back in the stand this morning at 9 o'clock East Coast time. And then everybody tuned in, and she's not there. Neither the defense or prosecution think it's worth having her on the stand today. I wonder why. I wonder why. Is it that she's too damaging to everything? Did they make a deal? I don't know. Certainly feels like she's been dis disqualified, though. I'm guessing that's the reality. My guess. Just saying. We'll watch this and then we'll we'll go into everything because Donald Trump's got a couple of uh, court cases happening today. Not just this one in Fulton County, but one in New York where we're expecting to hear the uh, award or the uh, punishment he'll face in the alleged fraud trial, which wasn't fraud. And it really doesn't matter. It's going to be seriously against Donald Trump and they will appeal it. And I predictably overturned almost immediately because this is all a show trial. It's all crazy. The other story that broke this morning is that one of Putin's uh, adversaries, one of his strongest critics, Alexei Navalny, is just 47 years old, and Putin's had him locked up because he's been speaking out against Putin. He died in custody. 
Hmm. And uh, we're quick to say, Antony Blinken and Kamala Harris, both over in Germany, quick to say this is on Putin. Well, duh. Yeah, it is. We'll see what happens. It's not a good thing. And thank God for the First Amendment. Thank God we still have some free speech here in America. Uh, so I'll be keeping an eye on all the court cases today, and then we'll come back, I said, at 7.30, 7 o'clock tomorrow. 7.30, where did that come from? 7 p.m. tomorrow. I think we're going to get uh, Wendy Patrick, our attorney friend, to explain some of the body language from the court testimony because she's a body language expert in addition to being a great attorney. So you got to be here for that. And uh, my, my good buddy, Adam Rich, has written an amazing book about his uh, wife. She wrote part of the book before she passed away. And it's something you need to hear. This is going to be a great interview tomorrow. But right now, we're going to spend time. It's Friday with our friend Lauren Fix, the car coach, talking about the automotive world. There's a lot going on. And if you listen closely, you can hear Lauren driving up in one of those very quiet electric vehicles. Hello, Lauren. Oh, thank you. Yeah, actually, these things are kind of have this really weird whir noise when you go in reverse. <laughs> yeah. Strange well, thing. Uh, as, as you know, I know. I know a little bit about them electric vehicles. But Lauren posted a review, a, a, a quick look at the Cybertruck from the Chicago Auto Show. And I watched the video, Lauren, and the first thing I see is Lauren Fix is kicking the side of the Cybertruck. Tell me they were encouraging you to do that. You know, it's weird because they there's a in the state of Illinois, they don't allow for the sale of the Cybertruck, but there were sales guys there. So I don't know what, maybe they came what? from Indiana or another state. Wait, yeah. wait, hold on. You can't sell the Cybertruck in the state of Illinois? There's no... There's no like when you buy, let's say you want to buy a, a Tesla product, you go to the mall, right? Yeah. And then you pick out what you want and you order it online and it comes to you and then you pick it up through one of their service centers. So just like the state of Michigan, obviously the automotive capital of the U.S., they really don't want you work selling cars in that state or servicing the cars in that state. So a friend of mine who lives in Michigan has it serviced in Ohio. So, and he bought it out of Ohio, but he bought it online, but he went and looked at it. So it's sort of weird because there's franchise laws and there's a lot of money and a lot of power from these dealers. And for example, like NADA, the National Auto Dealers Association, and the uh, IDADA, all these people have tons and tons, millions of dollars, and they're fighting the government. They don't really want Tesla around or Rivian or Lucid or any of these companies. They don't want them selling cars online. Uh, but there's going to be some changes coming in the future because Hyundai and Kia are selling through Amazon. You take delivery at a dealer, but the sale of it happens online. Hmm. So, yeah, it's a transition. I don't know how it's going to fly because I'm sure there's going to be lawsuits in place. But but it's it's very interesting, you know, for consumers. So this car was there. It was filled with media. Everyone was kicking the car, and I wasn't going to do it. And I'm asking my friend, I'm like, should I do it? And he's like, listen, I'll film it. You kick it. Now, I'm a blue belt in karate, so I'm thinking I don't really want to kick it that hard, but they claim it's 304 stainless, but something came up on that this week that makes me question even that. So I I gave it a good kick, and this guy comes around the corner. He's one of the workers, one of the union guys from the McCormick Center with steel-toed shoes. He goes, I got steel-toed shoes. I want to kick it. I'm like, okay. So I back off later on in the video, 
my buddy's still filming and he kicks it pretty well, pretty hard with steel toed shoes. Good for him. And, and it didn't damage a car. Yeah, he, I he saw... was really shocked because he thought if I kicked anything else here, it would dent. I want I want everybody to go to Car Coach Reports on YouTube and watch this video and all Lauren's videos. But this is really interesting because it's it's a truck that I think is fascinating, but it's not a product I would buy. It has all the usual Tesla technology, but it's weird looking. It's yeah. not going to be something you're going to drive every day to the mall. Uh, it's just, it's it's my dad would say. And he used to say this when he didn't want to offend somebody. He'd go, mm -hmm. that's interesting. <laughs> you know, he doesn't want to say he didn't like it. And he definitely didn't like it. It's and ugly. Said, it's really ugly. And I am shocked the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or NHTSA, has allowed this to go through. In the past, there was a Ram truck that had a hood ornament of the Ram. And they made them take it off. I so remember DOT, that. DOT, NHTSA said, no, you can't have that. So they now have it integrated into the grill because they said, oh, someone's going to get hurt, a pedestrian, a cyclist. You're going to decapitate someone. But instead, they have super sharp, and I mean, they're sharp edges all the way around this vehicle. Yeah. And you, and you look at some of the weird features in the super flat front. You get hit by that. You're going to hurt someone. I don't mean like, oh, you have a bruise. I mean, you might suffer an arm. I mean, who the heck knows? It's bad. Yeah, it's and, got... and I, I am shocked. I don't know who he knows or what he knows or who he paid off or whatever. But hey, it is Elon Musk. If anyone can get anything through, it's him. But I will tell you, people were quite shocked. Well, it's it's a, a fun video to watch, as are all of Lauren's videos. And this leads me into a uh, discussion that we need to have. And I, I get letters and text messages from people that say, hey, you're really anti-electric vehicle. And I said, no, 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 no. I'm pro-free market. I just don't want you to be forced to drive something that I wouldn't want to drive that I don't think is a good idea, both for the environment or for my needs, my transportation needs. So mm -hmm. th there's a lot going on in the electric world, aside from you getting to kick the Tesla Cybertruck. What, what's yeah. the big news this week? Oh my gosh, there's so much news. Um, we've got additional information that just came out this week. Um, this is from one of the other groups, the American International Auto Dealers Association. They claim that six months, it took six months for the short-circuiting of electric vehicle revolution. They say it's done. So we saw Mary Barra today come on the news and say, you know, we're going to build what customers want. That's not what the government said. Wait, wait, wait. Mary, Mary Barra is the head of GM, right? Right. Okay. Just want to make sure not everybody knows all the cool stuff you know, Lauren. So, oh, sorry. Uh, GM said, so GM says, we're going to let the customers decide. Wow. What a revelation. Well, because they don't have a choice because their, their sales are down, their profits are down, and they have big sales numbers and big profit numbers. And so when you start to see things like that occur, you start realizing, you know, wait a minute, you're going to actually let the customer decide? You know, she, she figures she told politicians what they wanted to hear for over the past two years. And now the stock value will depend on telling the stockholders and the market analysts what they want to hear. Now, I'm not suggesting that she's going to change and something no longer produce electric vehicles, but she certainly left a gray area open because she's got to cover her backside. And Jim Farley, who's the president of Ford, also said, you know, we probably should have built some lower priced electric vehicles first. So we're starting to see a lot of changing of the plan. Uh, and on top of that, like I said, the six month period, 
that really showed the truth that it's not the cars. Just the cars are cool. They're all very cool. If you want to buy one, you should buy one. I personally like the Hyundais and the Kias. I think they make really cool product. Genesis, awesome product. But the infrastructure for charging is not there. Um, I was just in California last week. They said, there's oh, there's four chargers up the road, fast chargers. So we like, let's let's go down there. So we had a Honda brand new electric vehicle I'll be posting on the 22nd, uh, the, the prologue. And what was interesting was as you went down there, there were four stations. Three of them were out of order, completely dark. One of them was connected to a Tesla and the person left. Like they plugged in to charge and took off. Like they went out to dinner or lunch or whatever. I'm like, but, but, but there's no other fast chargers there. There's level two chargers, which are slower, but the fast chargers that you want to so get back on the road quickly, the only one, someone just parked their car and left it. Wow. So this is a problem. So you've got an infrastructure issue. You've got people that are rude and greedy, uh, which you can't change that because that's just what people are. You can try, but you also got other things going on. Uh, I mentioned in the past that China's trying to get into our marketplace. They are. Uh, this week, we know there's a confirmation that BYD, who's partly owned by Warren Buffett, has uh, started a plant in Mexico that's going to be all automated. So there won't be a lot of employees, but they're planning on producing electric vehicles and they're going to bring them in our country to get our tax credits and lowball every single one out there. Now, from a business standpoint, very smart, great way to get a big chunk of a market. However, it's not good for the automakers that are building here in the United States for jobs, for consumers who who actually work for the car industry or some form of the car industry. It's really going to be ugly. And now you're seeing the car makers, the domestics, getting really upset about this. You can't let them come in here and get our tax credit because they're building in North America. But that's the rule was written. So they have to change the law. So we'll see what's going to happen. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I have a lot of people ask me, what do you think is going to happen with the car industry if Trump gets elected? And I said, well, number one, there won't be any more tax credits or any more mandates. The states might offer it, but the federal will be gone. That will be probably in the first couple of days of his administration. So this could change the whole dynamic. And I'm sure car makers are, are on their heels waiting because they don't just go, oh, we're making a car for next year. They're planning 10, 15 years ahead. Hmm. So this could be very interesting to see what happens. Well, we'll be keeping an eye on it, and you and I will be talking about it. And in a few short weeks, you and I are going to connect at the New yes. York International Auto Show once again. And we'll be there giving the preview day a lot of fun. Anything that you're looking forward to seeing in New York? Well, we know that Acura is going to be there. We're just starting to get a list of the ones that are coming out. World Car of the Year will be announcing its winners for their five categories plus person of the year. So I will obviously be at that breakfast where we will uh, meet up. Uh, so it should be uh, exciting to see, you know, what, what they're bringing. We don't know. All we know is that uh, Genesis is supposed to be bringing a product. Hopefully, we'll get a GV90, Ooh. which if you, if you like Genesis, the GV is the SUV. They make a G90, a beautiful sedan, but a GV90 would be nice. So we're hearing they're going to bring something. We just don't know what yet. Oh, this can be very cool. I can't wait for it. And we'll give you guys the first chat as well as Lauren always shares with me. And I appreciate it. I encourage everybody, follow Lauren on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter X, but most importantly, Car Coach Reports on the YouTube channel where you get to see what Lauren's up to. You get, her see, get to see Lauren kicking cars, which is always fun. Uh, Lauren, uh, till we meet again next week and in person in New York in the near future, I can't wait, my friend. All right. I look forward to it. Thank you.
And there she goes, quietly driving away in the electric car. Yeah, she's gone. and But she'll be back. Uh, so many interesting stories in the automotive world, which uh, Lawrence schooled me on it, that uh, the automotive world is a gigantic chunk of ad revenue. 60% of ad revenue, apparently, on radio comes from the automotive world. And pretty much the second largement, second largest investment people have is their car and maybe their home. Uh, we'll see. All right, till uh, Saturday night. Testudo, my friends. Testudo.